Do you need to make it? Allergies are killing me right now, man. I'm right. actually so I'm thinking I'm getting allergic to the cat because that's what it is. That's why I get I allergies get every time s- I come to your house. I get dude. stuffy around him now. Yeah, that's he's, why I get he's like, this. like nothing but a fur and dander. Yeah, bomb. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyways, he's not, just so furry. Nido question of the week. Yes, it is time for our Nido question of the week. Let me bring it up. <clears throat> All right, so this week's question came from our good pal, Carly Jones. Hey, Carly. And she wanted to know, what do you do if you find your snake has passed away and you want to have an autopsy slash necropsy done? And from the good folks at Fish Head Diagnostics, we have... If you find that your snake has passed away, the best way to preserve the tissues for an autopsy procedure is to put the snake in a leak-proof bag and place it into the refrigerator as soon as possible. Do not freeze the snake. During the freezing process, cells which are about 70% water will expand, form crystals, and can rupture. This can change how the tissues look during gross examination and under a microscope, which makes the diagnosis difficult or in some cases impossible. See, once the snake is in the refrigerator, reach out to your veterinarian or veterinary pathologist for recommendations on where to send your snake. Some laboratories require the snake to be submitted through your veterinarian. To get the best results, it is ideal to send samples to a lab that has experience with the reptile species and the diseases that affect them not the reptiles with reptile species and the diseases that affect them (coughs) evaluation of your snake should be performed within 24 to 48 hours after death (coughs) or of death Uh, this will mean that sending the snake overnight in an insulated leak proof container with ice packs will be important It is also essential to make sure someone is present to receive the animal, and if the snake is venomous, that the box is clearly labeled. Most state-slash-university-run laboratories take mailed-in samples Monday through Friday. Private laboratories, such as Fish Head, may be more flexible with receipt. If you have additional questions regarding sample submission, please reach out to us through the Fish Head Diagnostics Facebook page. They are happy to help answer any questions and provide the pertinent information you might need for your specific situation. Thank you, Carly, for asking that question for this week's Q&A with Fishhead Diagnostics. Share knowledge, not Nido. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Bratz of JLB Morelia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. and found stuff congratulations thank you thank you unless you've been living under a rock <laughs> the last 36 hours um then you'll know that jake's clutch finally hatched 100 percent. yeah all eight all eight man uh how does it feel it's official now like you're yeah. legit you're really you're you can you, you're <laughs> You're there now. You're a yeah. It's, um, I don't really know how to feel about it. I, I don't. 
it's kind of one of those things. It, it was a dream for so long and it, it mm-hmm. never happened. It almost felt like it would never happen for a, for a long time. And then now that, you know, now that we're here, now that I've actually done it, it's, yeah, I, I don't know how to pumped, describe though. it. Yeah, no, it absolutely. Yeah, I'm pumped up, and... man. Like, it's just now it's all I want to do. Like, I just want to, oh, man, I've been daydreaming dreaming about it every day, you know, just just about these these popping carpets, man. It's just I love them so much, and I really, really want to try and, you know, do a lot of work with this species and uh, just do having this experience was just mm-hmm. incredible. It's that that's all I can say about it, man. It's, you never uh, forget your first clutch. No, and I definitely won't. Um, I'm really happy with the outcome. Really happy with the babies. Eight eight beautiful little little worms. They're uh, they're awesome, man. Ended up with five males and three females. Um, yeah. So. I'm glad they all hatched because yeah, I know there was there was one egg for sure that I was like when I looked at it, I was like ah there might it might be still yeah. alive I was kind of thinking it was it was DOA but came out yeah man and I think that was the I think that's you the run of the think litter that was the one yeah <laughs> she's a little small my third female um, but she man she's pretty man she is pretty I like her a lot um, I'm probably gonna end up keeping her for a while. Or keeping her permanently, mm-hmm. she's she's really nice. Um, sticks out a little bit. She's a little smaller than the rest of them. All of them are real plump, man. They're I thought they were pretty good size for you know baby carpets. Um, nice and plump and fat, mm-hmm. chunky. They're probably all around the same weight as that one we weighed. I'm yeah, sure they're all roughly around the twenty-five gram. Yeah, mark. Yeah, but they're uh, they're healthy. They're active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all chilling out on their heat. Um, now that some went down, a couple of them came out, and started climbing around their enclosures. Mm-hmm. So, they're curious little buggers, man. And they're one was all by himself for like a full day or two. Yeah, and the one that initially pipped. Yeah, the one like, that came out, man. All she, the other ones are like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> that female. Yeah, the first one that came out was a female, and um, she uh, she's probably the biggest of the crew. I bet you the first and second, so? yeah, the first and the second one are the probably the two biggest. Because it seemed to me like the last one was pretty big. Because that egg was the last one was a good size too. That egg yeah. was big, like yeah. And that one had kind of a. You need long. to, you know, after this, if you have some time, you ought to come over and check out the the final the final run. I'm really there. curious to see what they're gonna look like after this. Dude, they're like, they're. I think I'm stoked to see. I these think these things. babies are gonna be really nice, man. I think. Uh, they they had a based on patterns they have a lot of influence from the uh the sire of the clutch mm-hmm. that's like the one um, with a lot of banding no the one the the sire was has a lot of striping oh, yeah, and he has like he has a lot of lighter colors on him mm-hmm. um and uh some of the babies you can see just you know you have the dark areas where you can mm-hmm. see where be like the darker patterns you know and then there's these lighter areas and the babies have a lot of the lighter you know colors going through them and I got a couple of them with bands, but the large majority have a lot of stripes, and uh, the male is, you know, mostly striped. So a lot, oh, of, them, a lot of them are taking after their dad. It's crazy, but also not surprising that they start out with, like, that silver and 
brick red. Yeah, it's and it's by the time they're older, like they're just a completely they're different completely color different. Scheme. Yeah, it's uh, I'm I can't. It's so hard to take pictures of them, man. The pictures I've been posting. Yeah, it's hard. They to, don't. It's, it's hard to it, get They that. really don't do them any justice yeah. with the flash. You know, even in natural light, any type of light just kind of glistens off mm-hmm. them and creates this glare that you can't see. But the patterns on some of these things are. It's insane, man. They're mm-hmm. oh, I'm just I'm obsessed, man. They're they're so so amazing. I love them all so much. Um, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be some really nice animals, and I I couldn't I I couldn't be more excited, man. And I got another clutch coming. Um, I've got a female. Well, hopefully, if everything goes well and is planned, um, I got a female laying in about ten to eleven days. Um, so and then. Another. what does she got what did you pair her with again um this is one of my darker females she has a she has a nice driver she was captive bred by uh stephen katz um she's a she's a good sized girl she's a 2015 um and then she was bred to a farm hatched male that was imported by dan maleri I believe in 2015 or 14. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but he's also got a really nice stripe. He's almost 100% striped. Um, so hoping for some more <laughs> stripes out of that mm-hmm. clutch. And I'm hoping to see a little bit of darker colors come through with them because of the female. Um, if anybody follows what I do, I really like the uh, the blacks in my mm-hmm. in my IJs. Um, it's real. I think it's really pretty. Um, so. I'm hoping some of her colors pass on um, with some of both of their patterns. So we'll see. Uh, I'm really excited for that clutch. That was my most anticipated clutch of the season. Um, most Don't anticipated tell. pairing, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my most anticipated pairing. Um, I think it's going to be really good. I'm really excited for that. So just just getting this one today, man, has made me so pumped up for mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all I can think about. It's all I care about right now. <laughs> and you don't have any more coming after that, do you? No, no. So. After this one's my last clutch. Um, this one, this next one, I'm probably going to hold back most of the babies uh, to mm-hmm. see how they color up because, you know, they can change so much. Like the female that uh, that's going to lay, she, when I got her, she looked completely different. She had a lot of, lot of browns and tans on her, and now looking at her, she is really dark. Has a lot of black. So, and she was, a, she was a sub adult when I got her. She mm-hmm. was, you know, she was a couple years old. So, you know, once she matured, like you know, and got her adult colors, you know, she was completely different. And uh, it, it's crazy, man. You really don't know how they're gonna turn out. You know, until they get, yeah. <laughs> until they hit that that later mark, you know, as they get their adult colors and, uh, but it's they're not. I mean, they're unreal, not too man. terribly different as far as chondros from like no. the time, you know, they're babies to the time yeah. they're adults. Like it's obviously the chondros are more bright and you know stunning, you know, to the eye, but the the actual change really mm-hmm. isn't that different, you know. Yeah, the final product versus what you get straight out of the egg is. Uh, yeah, dude, you should. Um, kind of light years different. I need to post. Uh, I'll post a difference one of these days. Um, I got a couple farm hatched animals early in February last year. Um, and when I got them, one of the ones was almost silver and kind of black. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weird color. He just looked a little different. And then um, now, if you look at him now, he's got like a lot of heavy blacks when he fires up. And then 
you know a lot of more browns heavy browns and he's he's really cool man the difference is crazy though from from being a hatchling <clears throat> to even just yeah. you know a year and a half old you know the difference is crazy you know and who knows how they'll change from well, you, you know a year and a half to of, three four years you need to take pictures of them every time they shed yeah, and Matt, like people and did that's that with the Amazon thing, tree man. bows, and you could see the difference of Amazon tree bows as they yeah. as they went. It's crazy what one shed cycle will do, man. Yeah, it'll they'll complete. Ooh, <laughs> 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 Ooh that was rough. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, but yeah, sorry about that. That was. But yeah, so big things, man. I'm I couldn't be more excited for the future. It's a lot of things coming up. Uh, about two years time, it'll be mm-hmm. things will be rocking and rolling. A lot of stuff will be going, and uh, it's it's nice it's to exciting. be able to kick back and take your time, though. Yeah, for sure. And like to know that you know it's not you don't have to. It won't be next year that you got to get everything. You yeah, time I'm just, not. Yeah, no, I'm not rushing anything. It, you know, you're not swamped with babies and a bunch of animals yeah. to take care of. Like, it's you just chill it's going right now you know things are going well i'm getting you know the two clutches on this season and uh, i'm super happy with that um i i consider this season you know as long as everything goes as planned with this next clutch this season will have been a huge success for me mm-hmm. you know for my first season trying even now with just this one it, it's a huge success mm-hmm. um i've been working towards this for so, such a long time it's just it's amazing man i'm I couldn't be more excited, but I'll stop babbling now. Pumped. Hell yeah. It was funny because I checked on him like the night the first one pipped. And it took there was him nothing. so long to come and out. And then there man. was nothing. And so then I went back to watching TV and then I came back in before bed. Yeah. This was like a difference of like maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. And the head was right there. The so I would go in into the box like, man, these things ain't pipping yet. Yeah. And there's a head, and I'm like, oh, yep. and that's when I called you. Yeah. So here. that was that was Tuesday, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was Tuesday night. You called me, and um, the last one left the egg today. Today. Yeah, earlier today. The majority of them came out between early, last early night. this morning and uh-huh. last night. Yeah. Um. The I think there was a group of four. Mm-hmm. Yeah out of eight it was so crazy man just picking up like multiple just a four little handful of a babies. handful of little uh <clears throat> poplin carpets man it's uh it was so cool you know it's funny because like we posted you know you posted pictures of it and stuff and i was thinking like man people are probably like what's this dude so pumped about and it's like it's different when you've been working toward no it, man it's <sighs> it's different when this is something you've been slowly building towards it, yeah, and working man, towards for just, years and years for you know, so as simple long and sm- as, as simple and like trivial as it is to people who breed yeah tons of clutches every year like once i man once i hit the age to really start learning how to use the internet and start researching started researching snakes man i mm-hmm. i was 12 13 years old you know when i started really getting into it and then i found out about breeding and it was just like i want to do that mm-hmm like and ever since then I had been, I had wanted to do it had been something I've been striving for but you know having because at the time I was younger and I was living with my mm-hmm. parents obviously you know going through middle school high school so Puberty. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I really you know breeding wasn't really something I could do at the time mm-hmm. or you know thought about doing at the time at least and then through college I really didn't have the money to support that and 
after college, moving to Texas, you know, I expanded a lot, but I was still pretty broke. So I had a lot of animals, um, but uh, definitely started working towards that. But then when I moved back here, that's when things, you know, I really dove into it. And that was just, you know, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just over two years ago when I moved back, it was, uh, yeah, really just, just went, I like went all in and then I met you and once we met, man, it was just, it was I don't all. Know. Like, <laughs> it is cool to share, you know, that it's a milestone. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, and, I, it, but, and I'm i not afraid, and I'll admit, you know, <laughs> I've, I've graduated college, I've graduated high school, whatever, but this, this to, in my opinion, is the greatest achievement, you know, that I've been able to achieve, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, like uh, I said, that might is, be some that might be small to some people. Yeah, but, like, but to me, this is you know when you've been working towards it, yeah. it's been like the goal and like the dream. Like yeah, you're this there, is, you've done it. You know, yeah, you and, can officially now that they're all out <laughs> of the egg and they're all kicking. You, know, like, you can officially say like I did yeah, it. I actually did it because yeah. we were talking about that the other day. You get a lot of people, you know, especially in the crested world, they have Instagrams where they're like future breeder of yeah, you know, Chihuahuas, lychees, cresteds, and stuff, and they're yeah. like. Or they're like uh, they have six future breeder twenty twenty three, and it's like <laughs> a lot can happen. I don't know. I yeah. don't like that sort of presumptuous. Like it's it is cool to have goals, uh, but to me, like you're not a breeder until until you do it's it. like babies are out of the egg. Like yeah, here and even like I don't consider myself a breeder. I, you know, I was a breeder, crested, but as far as chondros go, like I'm not a chondro breeder, not yeah. yet. You know. <laughs> And I won't be until I actually have babies from parents I produced. Yeah. Or from parents, babies I produce from parents that I yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. So. It's just, it's crazy that, you know, I've been through, you know, every stage of, of keeping carpets now to this point. You know, I've, yeah. I've raised carpets, you know, I've bought babies, I've raised them, I've bred them, I've incubated their offspring. I've hatched their offspring now. It's just like that's every cycle to, mm-hmm. you know. Full circle. It's full circle, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the circle of life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Like, it does. Just, it almost doesn't feel real. You know what I mean? Like It kind of comes and goes quick. You know? Yeah, like, it's just like, wow, it's here. It, it's happened. You wait for it. And then it's it like happens, it's done. It's like. But now it's like, now's the, you know, it's not over yet though. You know, mm-hmm. the babies have just hatched. You know, I still have now's a long the road. Leg, yeah. yeah. Now's the, now's the next leg of, uh, of, of doing this. And, uh, I just, ah, I, I can't, I can't explain the excitement, man. It's I'm, I'm so pumped mm-hmm. up and I'm just so up on all everything that's happening, man. It's, it's like levels. You yeah, know, the first level is getting the animals to getting, breed getting it second going. level is pairing those animals yeah. and getting a successful lock third level is getting the eggs yeah fourth level is hatching those eggs you know fifth levels getting those those neonates established sixth levels yeah. raising them up yeah seventh levels either selling those or breeding them like it just doesn't stop it like never it's stops just, man you're always you know you're I'm, I'm you know one thing i always i always tell people is you know i'm always pushing i'm trying to trying to go forward you know at all times and it's uh yeah there's a big step going forward so word i'm excited 
A lot I'm of gonna stuff be, coming. I'm going to be in the hot seat Tuesday, I think. Hot seat Tuesday. Tuesday, hopefully. Maybe before. I don't know. Tuesday is day 52. And it's usually, I think, between 52 and 54 that they'll hatch. So Sunday, I'm going to get them moved over. Get that perch in there. Get ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Man, it's. And that's. And I talked about that. You know, we mentioned that before in previous episodes. And I talked about it with David Brahms. And it's, you know, it's just. Some people, maybe they just. They get. They can get that satisfaction of just buying a pair and putting it together and getting babies. Yeah. But to me, there's so much. Like, you feel. Uh, You get so much more satisfaction (laughs) out of it when you really. Yeah. Like, David. I thought David had bread conjures before. And he hadn't, like, this was his first clutch he got just got. And he's like, man, I've been working on this for, I think he said, like, six years. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 2012. So, like, that's, like, it was, like you get so much more out yeah, of it dude, when you've been working towards it yeah. for that long. It's like, this is the final yeah. product, you know? Yeah, it's just, ah. <clears throat> And it we live is. in, like, the age of instant gratification. Yeah. You know, where everything, you just want, like, everything needs to be now, now, now. Yeah. You know, to be able to stop and say, like... This is gonna happen, but it's not gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah. This is something I have to work towards. Like that's yeah. that can be hard for a lot of people to do. Yeah, and you know it's I I almost like that. You know, it, it, yeah. you have to work hard towards it, and I think that's what that's what intrigues me about uh, selective breeding. That's why it's I like. That's why I like not given. Like you have yeah, that vision. It's not, like you're looking, dude. I'm telling 20, you, man. Twenty miles out. Yeah. Every time, just looking at babies today, man. I'm already trying to pick out my holdbacks. I know they just hatched, but like this, I got I got this one male, and his pattern I saw, and I just saw like. 15 years mm-hmm. in the future what that little what this little mark it's only about yep. that long by his neck but you know only what so long be. but it's like that could be something really special one day mm-hmm. you know it's like that's just envisioning stuff like that is so cool that's why i love the selective breeding stuff man it's just that's oh it, it just fascinates me it's just amazing i love it i'm so excited to for what what I've got coming up and what's going on, man. I just I oh. think it's a case of nothing done well comes quickly or yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah. You know. For sure. Quality doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah, definitely not. And you know, it's anything worth, you know, having. Yep. You know, you gotta work. Sometimes you gotta work towards it, you know. All that. It's yeah, <clears throat> all those cliche, all that cliche crap. But something else that I wanted to pick your brain about. Pick surely brain you've about. surely you've heard about this this spider ball thing over over in the UK at this point. Mm. Yeah, I can't. It's all my shows or something. Yeah, one of if I'm recalling this right, and I could be wrong because I haven't been staying too up to date on it. But IHS show. Across the pond, you cannot sell spiders or I think anything with maybe like the spider gene in it. I don't know, hundred percent. Obviously, we're not too hip if to the, to the spi- ball if it's spiders. Ball. If it's spiders, then it's anything with spider. I it. would assume so. Yeah. I think jags too, maybe. I don't know. I didn't see hear anything about jags. I heard about spiders. Let me see. Uh, IHS spider. Bop, bop, 
apparently this has a lot of the message boards. Uh, yeah, so... IHS is banning the sale of any royal python morph containing the spider gene, along with jaguar carpet pythons and mm. enigma leopard geckos. Oh. So, it, this has people pretty well split. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm kind of torn It's it. a, Yeah, it's a hard subject, man. It, it really is. You know, I... I'll give you my opinion on the whole jaguar spider thing um my thing is like they can survive like they're not right it's not like the you know obviously if you don't it's breed jag like to jag yeah just you know in corner not moving and yeah they can't you know, yeah move. some jag like i had a jag with the jaguar that i just sold to billy man there's absolutely nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that animal doesn't twist doesn't turn even when there's food around she's 100 yeah, she's... fine you know there's so there's there's more jags out there like that than mm-hmm. people think a lot of people you hear jaguar a lot of i think a lot of people feel like they're all just you know bonkers there's there's a yeah all spiders are gonna be crazy this my this is my (laughs) opinion on it if you're okay with it then do it Mm -hmm. and you'll sell to people who are also okay with it Mm -hmm. you know it's not like these animals are just you know, it's not like you have a fifty percent chance of producing snakes that aren't gonna that aren't, aren't going to survive. You know, the odds of actually producing a jag that's you know, unless you do jag to jag, mm-hmm. obviously that's different. But it, you know, the odds of producing a jaguar that that can't survive out of the egg or yeah, it doesn't happen that often. Does it happen? Sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure it has. But it, a lot of people work with jags, man. People have been working with jags for so long. Some people love them. You know, I think if you like them, you know, we've always said, you know, work with what you love. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to live by that, we can't be hypocritical and say, no, don't work with Jags, even though you love them. Yeah. You know, if somebody likes Jags, who cares? That's what they want to do. That's what they want to work with. You know, I don't. It's, <laughs> I, it's hard to, you know, people want to, I think people have made the argument like we don't know if the animals are are in any kind of pain. Yeah, but we don't know that they're not either. Yeah, it's you like, know, you, like you know, they don't. I, they I, could be completely normal and we'll never know that. Yeah, they could not care if they twist a little bit. They, they, they seem fine. I have a jaguar that, you know, when he's, he's hungry. He, yeah, that well, that one's a little different. <laughs> um, but I have another jaguar that's actually really docile. But when he's hungry, he kind of twists oh, and turns the a little bit. The, the IJJ, yeah, yeah, the yeah. big, the big male but I've even got. Then, like, but he's not him. that bad, yeah. you know. He's not an unhappy snake. I can. He's one of the only snakes I really trust, you know, to go like around my face. He's one of my mm-hmm. only snakes in the in my collection. I'll put around my neck. You know, I, I you normally keep all snakes away from my face, but I trust him. You won't do he's it with good. the other <laughs> You try it first. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pass. But and, you know, and he, but he's fine, you know, and he's a really cool. He's a really cool animal. He's beautiful, um, at least in my opinion. Some people don't like dirty jags, but I do. I think they're, I think they're sweet. Mm. Um, but it's just, I think if you wanna, if you say, if you tell people that you need to work with what you love, then don't, don't say it shouldn't be jaguars or spiders. That's just my take on it. I, if you disagree, then that's fine. Yeah, that's your opinion. I did some but some it's, research of my own, kinda. Like I went on, I watched some videos on YouTube. So you know, I watched YouTube videos. Yeah, Therefore, so I know every, I'm an expert, an expert on toe, everything on toe. the spider gene. 
I know everything I need to know. I got this. I got, I got the official word. Now you're a toe. So there was a few pet tuber types that were showing their spider balls that had like the worst case scenario as far as spiders go, where they're like corkscrewing. Yeah. It's like, wow. But then Kevin McCurley from Nerd did yeah. a video um, that I watched the whole thing. It was like 30 minutes long, I think. Yeah. Um, and he laid it out in pretty... He, 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 he didn't do it in a like any way that was basically saying like these pet tuber people are wrong, but basically saying like hold the phone. There's different degrees of how severe yeah. this is, and the ones that they were showing were like the worst case scenarios right. or close to it. Because <clears throat> he showed he's like, here's my spider that's got a lot of problems. Here's my spider that has literally none, and he's like, and then I have snakes that have the spider gene in it that don't have any problems, even though they came from parents that did. Yeah. Same thing with Jags. Yeah, it's the exact same thing with Jags. And, you know, I, th- I think where people start, you know, saying is where people start really having the problem with it is their argument would be, why are you willing to take a chance on producing a snake that can't function properly? Mm-hmm. You know, because I guess in theory you are taking that chance because there are some Jags that just can't. Mm-hmm. That just can't function. It's, it happens, you know, even if you don't, you know, put two Jags together. But, you know, a lot of Jags are fine. A lot of Jags are kind of narrow, but they're totally fine and docile. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, but, you know, the. I don't do think. You, do either, you want to take the chance? It's up to I you. I don't think anyone's right or wrong. Yeah, I, I would agree. Nobody's right or wrong here. It's just. I, I don't. The only thing, my biggest thing is like. And this is probably the most important point of the whole thing next to the, you know, well-being of the animal is like if they're willing to ban that, mm. like, is that going to open the floodgates to them saying, OK, well, if that's the case, then, hey, we notice, you know, only a handful of people have to come up and say, well, this is what's wrong with this. This is what's wrong with this. This is what's wrong with this. And they're like, OK, well, then we'll ban those, too. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, what do door it. does this open? Yeah, like, this what could Pandora's even, box are we now yeah, getting into yeah, I to agree. where we can be told what we can and can't breed even though Yeah, they could even throw they could even throw granite <clears throat> granite carpet pythons or granite uh blah, granite IJs, granites. Uh-huh. Uh a lot of those have the neuro problems from um being inbred. You know, no. they could throw something like that in there because I've seen some animals that are really bad. So it's yeah, they it's uh, I mean it's now granted yeah. people don't need to realize like this ban is not like a ban in the UK of spiders like it is literally just one show oh it's like, just it is one it's show? just IHS that's saying oh. you can't sell these it's not like a legal ban but yeah it's not like you can't you know them. it's it wouldn't be hard for government to say well if they're banning them at these shows then yeah clearly like, there's, it's gonna make you know, a, this one it's gonna make other people sh- it's good, gonna then, yeah, it's other. It's gonna make other shows look into it, you know, or think about it. Of course, we're I'm I'm a, I'm I'm southern, so I'm not into the government trying to come and take all my stuff. <laughs> take my snakes. You're not taking my deer horns off my wall. <laughs> I work for those. I work. Tracked a deer for five days <laughs> in the swamp, barefoot and naked. <laughs> I was about to say buck naked. No, but for real, like. I don't know. As man. far as government it's... goes, they need to chill out. Yeah, I mean, the people are very opinionated about jags and spiders. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, and I get it. It's like, a I it's understand. a hot topic, man. A lot of people are it is questioning. Kinda, it's disturbing jags. to see us a, a really severe jag. Yeah, know, it do is. Its thing. It, like, it's it's kind of like hurt, yeah, hurtful. Yeah, you feel bad. Like, I, man, that sucks. I agree, and that's why I've decided to not reproduce jags. Mm-hmm. I, I'm making that you know a thing right now. And uh, see, jags have just never really done anything for me, so that's yeah, the only reason and, I don't really have any like interest in it. But. Yeah, I'm, that's not going to stop me from saying, like, right. Jake, you shouldn't do Jags because they have problems. Yeah, no, you know? and I, again, because I think we're both under the agreement that it's just, it's a personal thing. Like, mm-hmm. I know lots of people who do Jags, and that's, I don't care. Like, if somebody else breeds Jags, awesome. You know, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. But, like, the male that I've got, you know, the the big, you know, uh, IJ Jag, he's, I really wanted to reproduce it or get him to reproduce because I like his colors but or his pattern and stuff, but I just I don't want to reproduce Jags. I I really don't. You know, it's become one of those things. And again, that's just a personal decision. It's not nothing against Jags or people who like them because, you know, I know lots of people who like them. And that's right. totally and fine. I mean, that's like that's as far as that conversation should be able to go. It's like yeah. whatever. Like just leave it at you, that. You do you. Yeah. You want to breed Again, eyeless breed what you, breed ball what you pythons? Like. You breed, breed what you love. Eyeless, scaleless ball pythons? Go for it. I'm not into it. I, like, that's but the see, thing. Because you the, don't have to necessarily even approve. Yeah. You just have to, like, respect that person's the, decision. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of scaleless snakes. Yeah, neither am I. But, am, like, am, I may not agree with it. But I'm not gonna get, but I'm not gonna go chew somebody out. I'm not because, gonna tell somebody yeah. they can't keep them breed them. It's yeah. just not my thing. That's just not my bag. You know, and see, my thing is, I feel like everybody, you know, if you're if you're selling to people, it's one thing. You gotta you know make sure your snakes are going to good homes, you know. But I feel like everybody else is way too worried about what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm worried about me and my collection. I'm doing what what I love and. That's that's all that's all that matters, you know. Other people are gonna do what they want, and you know, I'll help where I can. I'll give advice where I can. I can if somebody asks, I'll give my opinion. But that's all it is. is an opinion. What's your opinion about me? I think you're a big hairy goofball. <laughs> you goober! You're, you're such a goober. Thanks. I don't know. It was interesting. I actually meant to bring this up with Joe and Melissa last yeah. week, and Joe actually thanked me for not because he's like, I really didn't want to get into that. Oh man, I didn't want to go down that, that <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah, but it's just something I've been yeah, thinking yeah. about. It's lately. a touchy it's topic, man. It really is, and we might ruffle some feathers with with this, but you I know. don't even think we we didn't say anything controversial. No, I mean, there wasn't anything to to ruffle feathers over. I'm not if saying you like Jags, I'm not saying Jags. I support Jags. I'm not like saying spiders, I don't support Jags. Breed spiders. Exactly. If you yeah. don't, then don't. Like I said, I'd it's be I'd be a hypocrite to say you can't breed Jags if I say you need to breed what you love because some people love Jags. So that's how I feel about it. That's my that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Well, that's something else story, I mean. that I found interesting. Something else. Um, that I I wanted to kind of read some of this, but uh. Scott Borden, who has his blog on Medium, uh, just released a new one like literally an hour ago. But it was written by Keith McPeak, who's been in the hobby forever, so he's yeah. seen like the whole transition of the hobby. And so this is what this whole article is kind of about: is like uh, the, how it's changed since the mid 1960s, which is when he was actively keeping started actively mm-hmm. keeping reptiles. Uh, so it's kind of funny to to read his perspective on how things are now. Yeah. 
<clears throat> uh, so there's some stuff I'm going to read because a lot of it's actually stuff that we've kind of talked about before. Uh, he says, I really do long for the yesteryear at times, times when you learned by working things out for yourself, times when if you had an opinion on an aspect of husbandry, it was due to the fact that you worked through the problem yourself. There was no such yeah. thing as instant gratification or keyboard warriors whose hollow knowledge comes from random Google searches. Screw it if the information is incorrect. It says so on XYZ website. Knowledge was earned through actual experience or if you were lucky enough to be actually mentored by someone with knowledge. By cleaning cages, feeding, and watering actual animals. Yeah. <clears throat> and Keith's actually someone we need to get on here. Yeah, for sure. Not them Bowellans. For sure. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I definitely agree with with him. You know, a lot of don't get me wrong. I got some of my base knowledge off the internet, but the the way I keep now has basically been, you know, things that I've picked up on. You know, the way you know little little things to, you know, not I wouldn't say perfect, but you know, to make things better. <laughs> I can't find the right words. I don't know. So then he goes on to say, Now please don't get me wrong, all the tools provided by today's technology can be very useful, but it still pales, pales in comparison to miser in comparison miserably to good old-fashioned experience. Years of it. Today's new crowd of keepers gives me the impression that what I see on social media, that they think they are owed instant knowledge by those who have spent many years on a roller coaster of successes and failures. The experienced feel the need to help for the animal's sake, and that's where today's frustration comes in. The inexperienced don't follow what is being told to them, and the experienced say, why am I wasting my time? I often wonder if it is a cultural thing. Obviously, this is just my opinion. But it seems these new keepers have been conditioned by our society to just point and click, point and click, and the answers come to you. There's no real understanding of the living creatures. Then he goes on with a actual like anecdote of something that happened recently that's kind of entertaining. <clears throat> so get this shit a very first to me the other day was hearing of a new keeper who was feeding his Amazon Trebo a frozen rodents because he read how much better it was than live he did not add the thawed part point oh. and click no understanding of a reptile and how they work for that matter please tell me who and what eats anything frozen <laughs> oh no it could have just been a goofy mistake. I don't. I, I don't know. That's the extent of the story we get. But still, it's. Jeez. He says, "In fairness, I must admit that all the information today must be awful, awfully confusing to those just getting into the hobby. I would say every conceivable answer, right, wrong, and somewhat accurate to your questions, can be found, making it damn near impossible to find what is actually the truth and what is just plain old crap." talk written down by someone who most likely just did a google search that i agree with we don't we we don't really that's not something i really consider you know just the the that's the good and bad thing of the internet is like we have access to all this information yeah at the same time we have access to all this information <laughs> yeah there's and that's the thing that's what's confusing because you know if you're trying to learn you know if you don't know 
you don't know what's right and wrong. Like, there's a lot, there's so much good information on the internet, but there's also so much yep. bad and, and you, wrong information If you're information new in the hobby, there. how do you know yeah, what's and right and what's wrong, that's why who to I talk to, who's reliable, who's, who, right. who knows what it's, they're actually doing. Like, it's getting, gotta be tough. Getting that foot in the door, man, it's, it's so hard to learn, you know, to really learn who the right people to talk to, you know? You really gotta, you really gotta get out there a little bit, you know? The, all the forums are good, you know, all the Facebook stuff is good, but you know, there's still a lot of wrong stuff out there too. And a lot of, a lot of the good people, you know, may not be as vocal sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's hard, man, but we all got to try and make a difference. Yep. You know what I mean? We all got to push for, push for greatness. We can keep this hobby going for a long time. And then kind of talking about what we just covered as far as the, uh, like the neuro thing. Mm -hmm. He says, the old hobby would have called a neurologically challenged hatchling to the monitor or kingsnake cage no matter the pattern or color of its skin. <laughs> Today's hobby seems to embrace them. In the days of yesteryear, the hobby was based on species. Today, it's based on morphs. Yeah. I'm talking in generalized terms with the majority of today's keepers and what seems to drive the machine. I realize there are many still that see a good Surinamboa as the pinnacle of their collection, but I sometimes fear that most people in the hobby today have lost the magic of the original desire to interact with, say, a blood python for how and why Mother Nature created it and not just want to keep that white skin with the purple dots alive to impress others. So their, husbandry, so the, their husbandry is a byproduct to achieve that goal. Dude, that's... I love that. Yeah, you know, there's there's people out there. You know, the pinnacle of their collection is a surname. You know, surnambo. Mm -hmm. That's. Oh, well, I, I mean, feel I feel that so hard, man. Wild caught pop ones. That's that's what I'm saying. Chondros, those brettles. Yes, those are wild that caught is, corn snakes. That's why it's <laughs> you the and I both stuff, like. I, we love it, man. And that's the pinnacle of my collection is literally a wild type West pop one carpet. Like those. Oh, I. I love them so much, you know. Just those wild types. I can't get enough of them. I can't. I cannot get enough of them, man. They're just oh, they're amazing. I. I mean, I've, I've been super vocal about it. Like, I'll take yeah a natural okatee over yeah. any morph of corn that, snake any dude, day of the week, uh, especially uh, like the Abbott line. I stuff, could not man. agree with you more, man. It's and it wasn't always that way, but the more I see like Abbott line okatees and like that little one I yeah, have that's progressing is, crazy, I'm like, man, like this. There's no like morphs are cool, but I have yet to find yeah, a morph that see, makes me stop and go, holy shit! Every I, time this thing sheds, and I'm know? not gonna lie, for a lot of before I met you, I w I was more of a morph guy. I liked I liked the morphs. I wasn't mm -hmm. as into the the normals and stuff, you know. I liked morphs, but you know, once you and I met and I got more and more into the hobby, you know, and talked to more and more people, I'm not gonna lie, you were kind of a big reason why I I shifted to just wild type so much because I saw how much you like just these normal chondras and these normal mm -hmm. corn snakes and just these normal locality stuff you know brittles, and and it made me look at it, it made me look at my you honestly made me look at my my pop wins in a different in a different way that i never thought about mm -hmm. before and it just it opened up a whole a whole world mm -hmm. that i didn't even think about and, and i just i've become obsessed it, it's mm -hmm. all i care about man it's all that matters to me right now yeah. you know just 
All I care is about wild. All I care is about wild types. That's that's all I want. And, and then you told me that <laughs> earlier, and I was like, why? Like you were like, I just I don't I don't even want captive bred. I just want imports. And I was like, ew. I want I want all my because the, and that's my thing. Gross. I want a lot of farm bred stuff, man. Yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm honestly trying to. I might try and move a lot of my captive bred stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a really good group of farm stuff now, but I'm not saying I want stuff straight from the farm. Like, you know, I want, because you can't tell me my, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you can't tell me my stuff isn't pure. If I, if I know it came from Indonesia, I have people, (laughs) reliable people who imported Mm -hmm. them, you know, it's, it's, there's no doubts anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have no doubts anywhere. It makes me feel better because I can say, yeah, I know I got th- this from a reputable source. Mm-hmm. You know, I know these came from the farm. Mm-hmm. You know, I know these are pure. These weren't they're cat. They're not. Watermelons at Walmart. Ten, yeah, they're not they're 10 snakes. generations, 10 to 20 generations in of captive breeding. These are, you know, and that's because that's the hard thing about carpets is, you know, with stuff that's been captive bred for so long, it's just like, you know, if it's been, if the parents have been, unless somebody can show you a chart that brings everything all the way back to Indonesia from both sides of the parents, yeah. you know, there's always going to be a little bit of question, at least for me. People can tell you it's pure all day long. And I honestly hate using the word pure now. I, I, I never, I never do it. I, I, I won't do it. I just call them pop on carpets i call them farmed i call them captive bread or farmed that's just how what it is i don't i never use i don't like that that little word pure i'm not trying to be a hipster about you're it. a hipster it's, no i'm not it's it just Whoa. bugs me i feel like people think about it too much and put too much you know emphasis on that you know it's but what do yeah, i know yeah 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 what do i know yeah, I'm definitely more, way more focused on the farm stuff right now. Um, I've got, just, oh man, all... I'm so excited about what's coming up, man. I almost can't stand it. I'm so, so excited about the stuff I got coming up. Like this, this group of farmed and these group of farmed animals I have, it's they're just, oh, dude. Take it easy. You got a hard on right now? Are you I'm about so to flip excited. the table? <laughs> I'm about to flip the table because I'm pumped. I think we all, just in the day-to-day grind, forget to... And I do it myself. Like, I catch myself doing it all the time. Like, cleaning snakes, feeding snakes, yeah. like, day off. I got other You're stuff I got to do, going. like, burning through it. But then, like I said, that one corn snake or, like, one of the Loma you Altas... Just, you just look at it. One of the Loma Altas sheds, and I'm like... Oh. Or even just, I'll, like, I'll have a few minutes before work to kill. Yeah. And I'll take out one of the brettles, and I'm like... Damn. Like it just makes you just when you stop, you just, like you just, you just put uh, everything on pause. I love it, man. It just makes you appreciate things more. Uh, I love it. And I'm it. sure, like, like I said, the day to day grind is going to have something to do with that. But also, like, I'm sure in the morph area of things, there's like that constant sort of like constant progression and moving forward and like focusing on what the next move is and like all that good stuff. But yeah, just. When you stop for a minute and just look at it, you know, it's like, man, these things are freaking awesome. And it's not even like the little corn snake. Dude. I think it's a corn snake. Yeah. That's, like, to me, it's like, I just oh, show man, that, it's so pretty, though. And that's like, the thing. That's uh, People would, you know, call me crazy. I have, you know, I have an animal that's, you know, worth quite a quite a good chunk of change. But, like, my favorite animal is a an animal I spent 150 bucks on, you know actually a hundred bucks on mm-hmm. actually nothing i got it in a trade 
So my favorite animal right now is an animal I literally paid nothing for it than the animal I trade for, so two twenty five. Mm-hmm. But I got two animals in the trade, so a hundred bucks. It's it's a hundred dollar animal, but it's my favorite favorite is it animal. Spurgeon? No. Oh. It's Nyx. She's so sweet. Mm. Got her from Billy. Dude, I love her so much. She's gonna be she's got a big role in the future. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's gonna be a major player. Oh yeah. She's gonna be one of the cornerstones to my my really dark stuff. Oh, oh yeah. She, oh, is it that darker one you got from there? Yeah. yeah. She has like she's really black. She has these like burnt orange sides. Mm-hmm. And, ooh man, she's gorgeous. I love her so much, man. I'm so excited. I got a little male coming up too. I think he's a year younger than she is. Um, but oh, he's he's looking really dark too. He's when he fires up, he really shows some of those. Mm-hmm. Some of the same colors she's got, a lot of heavy blacks. So I hope they keep those colors going, man. I hope they keep what they've got. If they do, they're going to make a kick-ass pairing in about two years. Nice. I'm, oh, I'm so right. excited. So these snippets so from this article are obviously not the entire thing. I'll be sure to post this so everyone can read the whole thing. But the last section I'll read off, it's a little long, so bear with me. But So he says, how do I end this rant on... Uh, how the hobby seems to be going to hell in a handbasket if you only see it through this through social media's eyes. He says, I have no idea, but I will leave the two worlds, the old and the new, with two thoughts. First, to the newbies. Show a little respect for God's sake. If you want to be a positive influence in a hobby, first respect the animals and second respect those before you that take a chance to try and help you out. Learn about the animal you want to learn or Learn about the animal you want before you buy them. Do some research for a month or two or longer before you impulse buy and do everything wrong and kill the animal you just had to have when you saw it. And to all you old timers that have allowed these social media groupies to inflate your ego to a size that you can't fit in the same room with yourself, relax. In the grand scheme of things, you have not cured cancer, walked on water, or ended world hunger. Outside the quote-unquote hobby, people could care less at what you have accomplished. Yes, you deserve much respect within our little world of keeping reptiles. I'll give you that. But keep it real. Feel free, to s- feel free to say hi at- <laughs> to everyone at our trade show, no matter who they are, unless you're just an asshole who never says hi. That I can respect. Just don't let it be due to social media making you believe that you're somebody. I do have high hopes that some of the old hobby can influence the new. I have to admit that my social media breaks from that side of the hobby are most enjoyable. Talking with folks on the phone about reptiles like the old days sure does bring back a small taste of some great memories. Keith. Motherfucking peak. <laughs> <laughs> Keith's got Bowellans. Yeah. Like Keith's, Keith's got some cool stuff. Yeah. I keep having people saying we need to get them on. So, so that whole article is really good. Yeah. I'm um, actually I want to do some uh, some writing for this. So Borden, if you're listening, man, you need somebody to write. So let me know. I got time and writing experience. Oh man, that's. I'm just uh, I'm so on fire for for the hobby right now, man. I know I know in some aspects things are going downhill but i just i don't know i'm so pumped up man and so that's why i said in some in certain aspects it's doing so well i feel like 
really feel like in certain aspects it's doing well, but in others it's, you know, it, it could it could be better. But that's, I think times are I feel like it's always it's always going to be like that though. There's always going to be parts that need working on. There's always going to be parts that are good. Definitely, that's you know? just the natural it's ebb just, and flow. It's of just things. how it how yeah. how it works, you know. But then, but we each person, you know, every person who's involved in keeping plays a part in the hobby as a whole. You know, every person needs to do what they can to have a positive impact mm-hmm. on all of this. You know, and we all we all play a part in that. You know, and that, here's a question that I've been thinking about too. What's that? As a content creator in the hobby, do you feel some form of responsibility, if not like a obligation, to deliver reliable? To the best, like to the best of your ability, reliable yes. content. Yes, I feel like anybody. I feel like, like not even videos, podcasts, anything. Not even me as. Uh, what am I? I feel like anybody who runs any type of social media account, if you're, if it's for the public to see, I feel like whatever you're going to post should be accurate, at least to your, <laughs> to your knowledge. You know, look into something. Don't post something that you just you just happen to hear. You know, look into that crap. You know, don't just. Well, I just mean in general. You know, like as as a representation of the hobby, I feel. I like I think of like Spider Man. Like with great power comes great responsibility. Like you have a microphone. Yeah. You have a listenership. You have an audience. Right. Like. You are now sort of a representation of this hobby. Like anybody can come across this. So it's like up to you to make sure that you're you're doing right by the hobby. Yeah, anything you say should be reliable. Should be reliable. You know, people need to know they can trust what you say. You know, and like YouTubers especially. Yeah, because I did. I saw a YouTube video recently. You gotta know what you're and talking was, about. Well, just, it was someone with like 500,000 followers, and they had a, a video of, of their green tree python, and like almost all the information was not accurate. And like 25,000 people watched that video, and I'm like, I, that's a bunch of wrong information. It's just like, it hurts because it's like it goes to so many yeah. people, man. And how many people are gonna think now that like that's the way you do it? Yeah, that's, and that's. Uh, even though someone who's, you know, anybody, you know, Justin Wilbanks or anybody else they talk to, even, you know, Luke Myers or anybody, if they ask those questions and they give them that answer, they're going to be like, well, this person said this. And like, because they have such a because following, they have obviously such following, they it's must like, Yeah, be they right. have to be right. It's like, no, no. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's even one thing I don't want people to assume about because we have a podcast. Or because we have X amount of followers on Instagram. I want people to know they can rely on what I say. Mm-hmm. But and I'll all but I'll always say that if I don't know something is a fact, I'll say I'll admit that. And it's your job to you know, if you want to look into it and see if I'm right, then look mm-hmm. into it, you know. Or if you don't trust what I say, look into it, you know. It's I I it was. I, I look into stuff when I if I see something I I want to know it's a fact before mm-hmm. you know I I don't just believe what I hear from anybody you know there's some people certain people yeah you tell me to do something you tell me it's gonna work then I'm gonna try it right 
because that's just the trust that I've built but up that in, goes in back certain to them people having yeah. actual experience. Yeah, with exactly. That thing. Exactly, you know. And if somebody asks me if I know 100% what I'm doing here, then yeah, I'll give my advice, but if I'm not sure, I'm not just going to mm-hmm. I'm not just going to pull something out of my butt and say, "All right, try this," you know. Yeah. I'm going to send them to somebody who I know will. Oh, it's going to an RI? You nebulized battery acid that has to go away. <laughs> yeah. Just take some pepper spray from (laughs) your Walmart. Yeah. No, it's, I feel like anything, any, any content that you're putting out for the public to see, I feel like you. It's just something I've been thinking about a lot. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good content coming out now, you know, like Joe and Melissa's stuff is good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I feel like Riley's videos are good. Riley's killing it, but we still have like the bigger names. Everyone knows who we're talking about. And I just, I get, I watch that stuff and I just get frustrated because I'm like, you're not doing right by the hobby. Like, yeah. you're just not, you're not, it doesn't have to be over the top. It yeah. doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that. No. But then I watched, like watching McCurley's video the other day, which someone asked me about some class he was doing and I don't, I don't really have an opinion about the guy. Like I don't have any issues with him. He does, he does, he does, he does stuff that just, I don't have any interest in. Mm-hmm. Except for his boiga, uh, but seeing the videos that he did on the spider thing and how like level headed he was and how like non over the top everything was, it was actually it was nice. Yeah, he's like, not he's not an over the top guy. Seems, I feel like he doesn't try that hard. He's like you know he is I mean? as he is, and that's yeah. pretty much how he seems to approach the videos. I Granted, respe- I haven't I watched that, that many of them. But. Yeah, I respect him for that though. You know, he doesn't. He's not he's not going for the shock factor, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, I just want I want normal representations yeah. of normal people in the hobby. And one thing Dave Kaufman's what, a good one. Dave Kaufman's a cool guy. He's doing yeah. good stuff. Yeah. One thing that um I lost my train of we thought. We need to get him on here too. If he if he if we can pin him down. Yeah. That's that might be a he's rough a busy, one. He's a busy dude. He was on Joe's. I wonder if he I wonder if he even knows about us. Maybe. Who yeah. knows? Um, I was, I was, I was going to say something. I feel like too many people, if they succeed, you know, they'll say, this is how it's done. Mm -hmm. This is how you do it. X, Y, Z. If you do this, you'll succeed. I feel like more people need to start wording of this is how i did it for me this is how it worked for me you know just because it works if somebody asked me how do i produce carpet pythons yeah how do i breed carpet Mm -hmm. pythons and say well this is how i did it Mm -hmm. you can also talk to this person this person this person to see how they did it Mm -hmm. You know, exactly but what this I do is this is what works for me. This is I how am. I did it. I'm not saying this is how to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. There's a difference between you know this is how to do it and this worked for me. Yeah, it's there's a there's a big difference. You know, and it, I feel like I've more had, people need to be in that mindset. Well, that then not necessarily like absolves you of any wrongdoing necessarily, but yeah, I tell people when they ask me about Condor stuff. Mm-hmm. on Instagram or whatever, which is pretty often. Mm-hmm. 
Like I make it very clear. Like this is what I do. Yeah, this is what works. And for then me. I send them to like three other people because I'm yeah. like, get a second opinion, ask around. That's what. Yeah, exactly. Because you like, can't, you can't just go off of one person and see that. And I tell people too, like, look, I've only been keeping contrast for like just under two years. Yeah. So I like whatever you might think, judging by Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Like I haven't been keeping contrast that long, and I yeah. tell people that. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be anything other than than what I. What I am, yeah. yeah. And that's what what I did is I don't I didn't even purposely do that do this. Mm -hmm. It just kinda happened naturally, but somehow I managed to weasel my way in and find good people. Yeah. I got lucky the first go round and started talking to good people and it's not that people, you know, the first guy I started talking to sent me to this person, this person. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that. I didn't get sent to other you people. I found, yeah. I found these other people and I talked to all of them and I gained bits of information from all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, like 10 different people I spoke to about how to do this, how to do that, how they did this, how they did that. And, and I just put it all together into my own way and style of keeping and breeding and how how what worked for me and what what i liked and and it worked you know and i i really i've really enjoyed it you know i did i don't do exactly the same as you know as everybody i don't right. i don't do well, the same as you, this person you, or this person i take bits and pieces for you and you that's, yeah that's how you, you know, and, and a lot of it is preference and that's the thing i think that's where we're lucky with carpet pythons is because they're so there's so many different ways to keep them where they mm -hmm. will thrive you know you can you can go by preference you know i keep in my preferred method mm -hmm. It's not but right. It it's not you. right or wrong. It, it works for me. Work for somebody yeah, somebody in else may not with like different it. Different climates. Like, yeah, different it, but climates. That's what works for you. Yeah. And as long as you're telling people that, like, I don't see any issues. Yeah. No. Exactly. You know, my animals are healthy, and if you don't believe me, well, check out my Instagram. <laughs> I just say, <laughs> you know, like, it's hey, uh, this keep, is you know, this is what how works for me is what works for me. Like this yeah. is literally how this is I how I, do I this is how I have been successful. That I have yet to have an issue. Yeah. Like, not saying I don't have any issues, but I've yet to have a problem, which doesn't mean that it couldn't happen. Yeah. Because it could. Anything can happen could. with these things, yeah. man. It's, you never know. Yep. But. We're just over an hour, buddy. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this. This is this has been fun. It has been nice. It's Considering been, we had like it's been nothing relaxing. planned. Yeah, this is this actually ended up being fun and good, uh, good conversation for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I just I'm so I'm so fired up about pumped about everything, man. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm so excited. Yeah, this is this is it for me. You know, getting to this point and then now. Now from here, it's just like now, now we make it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got, I got to the the point. I got to, I produced my stuff. It's like now it's time to perfect it. Yeah. It's time to get yep, it. It's time to craft it's it. It's time yeah. to craft it. You know, it's time to mold it. You know, it's it, and it's never gonna stop. That's one thing I never want to get complacent. I never want to say, all right, this is it. Now let's coast. I never want to coast. I always want to be doing better. I always want to be pushing to Forward pushing to always. do better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's what that's what keeps you motivated. You know, if you always have a goal that you want to reach, you know, you 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 set a goal, you hit it, set another one. You know, always be reaching for something better. Always have a goal. 
you know if you don't have goals you know what are you working towards yep you know um and it can be anything whether it be with how you house your animals there's a certain project you want um always have a goal in some in one way or another in one as in some aspect of keeping always be striving for something and i feel like that's what will keep you motivated at least that's what's kept me motivated <laughs> you oh, know was it? there was some acronym i want to say it was like for a rapper or something Oh, ASAP. You ever listen to ASAP Rocky? Nope. It's like always striving and prospering. I think. I don't know. I don't know, bro. You ever listen to KRS One? Nope. Knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. Ooh. True. So did you did you hand your Macwitz this weekend? Oh, <laughs> Macklets. I'm pronouncing an O when I say that. That is an O. No, not, it's dude. a lazy O. It is an no. O. Macklets. Oh my god. Macklots. See, you say it weird. You I don't put, say it weird. No, you're putting the emphasis on it because, because you're thinking about it. Because that's what you're telling it. me to do. No, you're thinking about yeah. it too much. And, and so you're putting when I an don't think about it, I yeah. say Macklets. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem. Macklets. It's Macklots. That's right. Macklets. No. Oh my gosh. You're the, literally the only person I've ever heard say that. I've had so many people make fun of you this weekend. How do me. you pronounce it? Maclots. Yeah, you have to. That's like two separate words, dude. Like big lots. It's like maclots. Maclots. It's maclots python, dude. Maclots <laughs> python. Who made fun of me? I want names. <laughs> dude, Who several was talking people. Shit? Several people. I want names and addresses. I'm not. I'm not. Who was it? Names. Was it Billy? People were talking shit, man. It was Mac-lets. probably Cox, wasn't it? Macklets. Guarantee you it was Cox. <laughs> Ryan Cox was one of them. Oh, man. Bet your money. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you. Jeff man. was probably one of them, too. I got your numbers. I always remember like an elephant. Macklets. Dude, I'm not letting you live this down because of the papaya I'm thing. I'm pronouncing the O. The papaya thing. You didn't. You didn't. Macklets. No. Maclots. That's what the Maclots. See, no, you're saying it, dude. You're thinking about it too much. You're putting the emphasis on it. I'm not. You it. say it. See, now... Nope. Now you've just fucked up this whole thing. Say it. Like, Maclots. That's exactly what I just said. Maclots. Tomato, tomato, dude. Maclots. Maclots. Baskets and Maclots. <laughs> Macklets. Uh, yeah, I got people telling me they wanted a shirt that said dude, something with Macklets. Dude, Macklets is like it sounds like a it sounds like a breakfast food. Like Macklets and eggs. You know what I mean? Like it's it just sounds like something you Macklets. would eat. No, Macklets sounds like something you would eat. I'm pronouncing the O. No. It's just not a hard O. Okay, say the scientific name. Liasis Maclodi. So you're not saying uh Liasis, uh, Maclotty. Maclitty. Maclotty. 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 Maclotty, which is how I would pronounce it if I wasn't. Maclotty. It's Liasis Maclotty. Yeah. Maclotty. Lotty. Maclots. 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 See, that was an E. You're saying Maclotty, then you're saying Maclots. Maclots. Maclotty. See, that sounds completely different. That's because it's That's what I'm getting at. It's Maclots. The linguistics are different. It's Maclotty, and then Maclots. It's a Maclots Python, dude. Just say it right. Maclots. Oh 
I'm pronouncing the O. Give me a break. I would like have a dream about you say Macklets. Macklets. I'm trying. Is that a pretty good impression of you? Macklets. No, do I sound Macklets. that? Do I sound that nasally? Say say it again, Macklets. Say it. Macklets. 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 Sounds exactly like you. How is that not an O? Because I'm not going Mac Lots. You have to say Mac Lots. It's just Mac Lots. Maclots. You have to, yes, thank you. There you go. Maclots. Maclots. I'll say Maclots Python. Maclots Python. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. No, man. You're just, uh, just forget it. All I'm right. done. We're done. I'm done with this conversation, dude. Please just, subscribe. Are we done SoundCloud. with this episode? We are. Is that it? Subscribe. Uh-huh. I'm trying to do an outro here, dude. Man. Can you not? But I was having fun. All right. I'm just kidding. Subscribe via SoundCloud, Whatever. iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And please support the podcast and pick up a shirt. Can you move your headphone away from the microphone? We're going to get some feedback. And then your ears are going to hurt because you cry about that. You don't like when the loud noise comes, but then you put your earphone like right next to the mic. And that's how you get feedback. Thank you to our sponsor, Fish Head Diagnostics. Thank you, Fish Head. You guys rock. Yeah, you're the best. Best of the best of the best. Fish head. Yeah. Check them out. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Dr. Susan. And send them your questions. Pia, send us your questions. We'll make sure we get them in there. Look, Doug's excited. Ooh. Doug's stoked in the other room. Stoked about NIDO virus research. Guys, send us Share questions. Share knowledge, not NIDO. Send us questions. We can get them answered. We are your go-to for questions. If you haven't grabbed a t-shirt yet, them. please do. Yes, we have lots of t-shirts. Buy the t-shirts. Got to get some more designs yeah. made. Yeah, we got to get a... Pumped. We got to get a papaya season. I know. The papaya thing Dude, will happen, that one, people. We're working yeah, on we're it. Yeah, we're working on it. We still have to do the one with us riding the papayas, Oh, man. my God. I'm not going that far with it. Dude, come on. We have to, gonna be have to be riding papayas. made. Riding papayas with a thundercloud. With a green tree and a carpet coming down out of the cloud because riders of the storm. No. It's a storm cloud and no. snakes are the lightning. And then we're on papayas riding them away from the storm. With a cigar in my hand while I'm holding the reins of the <laughs> yeah. papaya. You can have your little vape thing. Oh my God. Your little douche flute. Plays a song. We'll just. We'll be. We'll have bandanas on and stuff. And like we'll be all. Dirty and rough looking. Okay. We've just been through battle. We're riding our papayas. Sure. Out of the battle. Okay. It'd be awesome, man. It'd be a sweet shirt. So if anybody wants to, if anybody listening does graphic design, and you want to do that. If you make it for us, uh, I'll buy you a shirt. How about that? Oh boy, graphic design. And I'll pay for twenty-five dollars. Custom graphic design I'll, for twenty-five dollars. You shouldn't have. Pay you some money too. <laughs> You haven't even got a shirt yourself yet. No, I haven't, man. I'm so what broke. What the hell? I'm so broke, man. Your headphone is near the mic again. Dude, you're just You're going to make it screech. And you're going to blow out your eardrum, and then you're going to cry to me about it. Dude, I don't trust you, man. You're going to make the noise real loud. It's going to hurt. 110. We're done. All right. We're done. Fine. Justin Smith from Metacoast Exotics. Jacob Brown's Shelby Morales. Episode 30.